So the answer, the question, would you say, say yes? Yes. yes. Say it like you mean it? Yes. yes. Somebody's like, I don't know what I'm saying yes to. Well, you say, say yes. When anything that has to do with, with God. Um, one of the things that was important, I, I had a, uh, just sitting, standing in that restaurant, uh, looking in the mirror, uh, nervous as can be. I'm talking about super nervous. I splash water on my face, try to psych myself up, pump myself up, because I'm getting ready to walk out of that restaurant, I mean, walk out of that restroom uh, into a booth where we were sitting, and I go over to Vanessa, and I get down on one knee, and I ask her to marry me. There's 23, uh, actually more than that, 20, we, we just celebrated 23 years of marriage uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and thank you. What I said to her is, I said, if you, I said, will you, both of us had tears in our eyes. I was saying, um, I said, if you, will you marry me? She picked out the ring. I gave it to her. And I said, will you marry? I said, if you say yes, if you say yes, I will love you the rest of my life. And I will do everything I can to, to serve and honor. And, and just we'll be together, be a journey. And, uh, but if you'll say yes. And she said yes. And I'm telling you what, it's been a journey. We have had some ups and some downs. We've had some, some crazy experiences. It's been a journey. But if you had it to do all over again, if I had to do all over again, I would do it again. And I would say, I would ask her to marry me. Um, and, and I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's been a journey. Back up when I was 12 years old, and just like you are right here, sitting in the church, sitting here in, in church, going to service, uh, realized that I, I had been attending and I was saved at age eight, but I did not have uh, what my parents talked about, what I seen them um, walk in as an example with the things of the Spirit. And so I asked my dad. My dad said, hey, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I said, Dad, I don't think I have. I'm not doing, I, I see you and Mom, and I see you guys walking in the things of God. I see you guys walking and being empowered to do what God's called you to do and be. I'm 12 years old. I want that. I need that. I don't know all what it entails tells, but I want that. But the thing about it is, is that somebody told me when I was a kid that if you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or if you receive the things of the Spirit, that you had to be weird. That there was something that was about you just had to be weird. I mean, just got just a weird card. You had a, you, as soon as you said yes, and they laid hands on you, there was a card that you got, like your driver's license that said, you are now weird. And there's something that's got, you got to be weird about it and all this. And I'm telling you, it was. I mean, they, at our church that we came from, man, we were going to church, there would be people jumping pews, like Carl Lewis. They'd be jumping pews, and, or they'd be running around. And, and then, you know, at our church, it was one of those things where they'd be like, uh, would you like to receive? see freedom in your life is there is there some freedom that you would like to receive I'm like no get away from me you know because uh, it's like it's like you can be free like me you know I'm like no I, I think I'm good you know I don't think I want that um, or uh, what are these trash cans for well because if there's demons that are cast out you got to throw up in those trash cans and I'm just like are you crazy what is this so when I came to sojourn and pastor Terry who's who's my spiritual father said to me hey I want you to go through 
you free indeed, and I want you to get free. I go, what does that mean? Does that mean the same thing as when I was growing up? He goes, he goes, yeah, just, I don't know. What about the demons and stuff? Like, you know what? No, thank you. I'm going to keep my demons. Thank you very much. I'm going to hold on to them. We're going to be buddies together because I don't want nothing to do with what happened when I was growing up because there was so much of that was just so weird about it, but it doesn't have to be weird. Not necessarily have to be weird. And so the truth is, is the reason why we're doing this power connection uh, part two is because I felt like uh, as I last time I spoke with you, I talked about the Holy Spirit and I went home and I said, I, I said, God, it was that a good message. He goes, it was a good message. But and so when God says that to me, uh, it sounds a lot like my wife. It sounds a lot like Vanessa, who usually has something great to say. She'll say, honey, you did great here. This was really good. And I'm like, mm, I know something's coming. And she said, but here is something to be good, that if you would explain what it means to be led by the Spirit of God, what does it mean to be empowered by the Spirit of God? What does it actually mean? Because sometimes we can use spiritual language that nobody knows what we're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? We're the best at coming up with spiritual jargon. For, for people to be like, man, man, I'm telling you what, we got, we got, you know, hooked up in the spirit. We got something. Like these kids are saying stuff today. I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, Luke will come home and say things. Dad, that was lit. What does that mean? What does lit mean? Oh, dad, that was fire. Where is it? Call the ambulance. Call the fire department. What is that? Oh, dad. Oh, man. And he'll say stuff. And I have no idea what, he, what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about, but I have no idea what he's talking about. The same thing in my marriage. Vanessa will say, honey, would you go clean the room or clean our closet? She knows what she's talking about, but I have no idea. I, I, I have a version that I think she's talking about. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Uh, she goes, well, clean the closet. I ha she has an idea. I think it means just grab the first thing you see, kick it under the bed, and then all of a sudden it's clean. And so she'll walk in. She goes, I, I, thought, I, I thought you said you were going to clean the closet. I'm like, it is clean. Because I thought you were going to clean your side of the bed. I'm like, it is clean. She goes, there's three half-drunken uh, uh, LaCroix over here on the side of the bed. I'm like, well, I'm not done with those. Or, or she'll be like, um, what about all of your hunting gear is still on the floor? Hunting season has been over since last year. They're still right here on the floor. I'm just like, well, it reminds me of hunting, so I just want to keep it there. She's like, the room is not clean. It's not clean. It's like, well, it is to me. And that's the deal. It is to me, but it's not to her. She knows what she's talking about, but I have a different version of what I think clean is. So she'll take me by the hand. Come over here. Come over here. Grab that can. Grab it. Okay. Now walk it over to the trash. Open the trash. Drop it in there. See? You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those deals where I'm trying to figure out what she's talking about. So the same thing could be true when we're talking about the things of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we think we know what it means to be, but I know there's some of you that may not know exactly what I'm talking about. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God? What does it mean that, we're, that the Spirit of God is at work in your life? What, is that, what does that actually mean? So we're going to talk about that. I feel like this, God told me to slow down so we can, we can talk about that. So let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for who you are. Everything that we have, have done this morning, we want to glorify you. And we know that none of it is a prelude to the message. But I'm praying, Lord, that, that whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. So help us, Lord, um, to really hear what you're saying. 
And so I thank you, Lord, that you're going to take covers off of minds, any hindrances, any blocks, Lord, to receiving what you have. We do want to say yes to what you want us to say yes to, and we want to do what you called us to do. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Acts chapter 1? Uh, we were there a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to talk about this. And as you're, as you're turning there, there are three yeses that I want you, that I want you to say yes to. And about the things of the Spirit of God. Number one, that you would say yes to the Holy Spirit's supernatural work in your life. Uh, number two, that you would say yes to the Holy Spirit's empowerment in your life that enables you to be, be a disciple and to walk in his will and ways. Not your will and ways, but walk in his will and ways. You can't do that on your own. The Spirit will be at work in you to be able to do that. And the third thing is that you would say yes to the transformation that, that the Holy Spirit has takes place in your life and to be who he's called you to be and do what he's called you to do. And so in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says, And being assembled, assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so the point one, my first point is that you would say yes to the work of the Holy Spirit. The very Spirit of God is at work in your in your life. And here's and so and we're gonna read some scripture this morning. So I'm gonna take you down some verses, John chapter 16 and verse 5. The Holy Spirit is work at work. When you get when you got saved, the Spirit of God comes in. But at the same time, there he's like, what is there a second baptism? Praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, there is. And not only that, but you can be filled up with Him every day. You know that. Be filled. Just ask. I ask Him to fill me up every day. Holy Spirit, fill me up, because He's the one that causes the Scriptures to come alive in when I read them. They're not just black ink on white paper. But, there, but he, he illuminates the word to me. That's why he says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. But also thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is illuminated so that you can see what he wants you to see. And when, I, when I read the scriptures, as I read the scriptures and I open them up, I ask the spirit of God to show me what he wants me to see when I read the word. I don't just, I mean, there's not one day that he, he goes, you know what? I did that yesterday. I'm not going to open them up to you today. I'm not going to show you what he, every day that I ask him, he illuminates the word of God to me. And, and I, I encourage you to do the same thing. John 16, 5 says, um, but now I go away to him who sent me. This is what the Holy Spirit's work is, his purpose is. And none of you ask me where you're going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is your advantage. Say that with me. It's my advantage. It's to my advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper. How many know that he's our helper? Anybody needs help? Anybody need help? In time? The Bible says that he's a very present help in time of trouble. Will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness. I mean, you know, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict us of sin. Some of us have tried to take the Holy Spirit's job away from him and try to convict other people of sin. But it's the Holy Spirit's job to be able to do that, to convict us of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, 
It's this person. The spirit of truth has come. How I many know he's a spirit of truth? He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Here's what else he'll do. He'll glorify me, and he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that, that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Here's what he does. He's our comforter. Anybody know has ever experienced the comfort of the Holy Spirit? Nobody can comfort like the Spirit of God. He's our guide. He's our helper. He's the one who convicts us, what we said earlier. He's our strengthener. Anybody need strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm telling you, we need strength. He's our teacher. He's the one who empowers us, we were talking about. And he is the one who causes the freedom to become real, and he glorifies Jesus, and he is the spirit of adoption. And so there is a fact that when the Holy Spirit, you look up here, the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives, there should be a transformation that takes place in your life. Is that true? A transformation. The Spirit of God is at work. The Bible says that it is he that works in us both to will and to do for his great pleasure. The Spirit of God comes in. When I said yes to him, when, when Jesus came in and he, I mean, it was prayed for, the laid hands on, the Spirit of God came in, I'm telling you, like I said before, things came alive. I was attending, like attending church, going, going to service, just being an attender. We were the ones opening the doors to, to, uh, to the church, but still not living an empowered life. The power of the Spirit was not working in my life. There should be, a, the, the, our, that's what the question is, are you living an, a Spirit-empowered life? Now, what does that mean? Power to do what? What does that mean? Because you've got to stop and really talk about this. Power to do what? The Bible says in Acts 1.8 that you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses. To be witnesses to him in Jerusalem, in Judea, and to Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. So to be witnesses. But what else? There is the power of the Spirit to overcome sin. To overcome, to put to death the members that, that has sin are written. And the Bible talks about their sins that so easily besets us. And there are things that are at work. As the Spirit of God is at work in our lives to be able to overcome. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You're not only that, but he has seated you in heavenly places. He's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He's given you what you need to be who he's called you to be. He's gone before you. He's blessed you in the city, blessed in the country, blessed going in, going out. When you put your hands to the plow, you're blessed. The spirit of God is revealing that to you, and you are to live an overcoming life. And some of you that may not be living an overcoming life, the question goes further, have you yielded to the Spirit of God? It's like a yield sign. It's like, have you yielded to him and say, you know what, Holy Spirit, you can, you can, whatever it is that you want to do in my life, that's what I want to do. And he's caused you to walk and live and be a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's really what we're called to do. You know that? You're not, do you realize that we're not just called to just live life and just do whatever it is that we want to do, not to do your will, but the will of the Father? The Spirit empowers us to be able to do that. There should be a work, a transformation that happens. When I was in middle school, I had this teacher. Her name was Miss, Wils Miss Woodrow, and she was my science teacher. And the truth is, is that I needed, I needed all of the extra points I, I, I could get. 
because I was, I, was I was not that good in school. Um, and so I'd believe a lie. I thought I was dumb and, and couldn't learn. But so I needed, I went to Ms. Woodrow. I said, Ms. Woodrow, I said, if I don't, if I, if I don't get a, a B in this class, my father will be here and he's going to meet with you. And, and, and it's going to be bad for everybody. It's not going to be good whatsoever. Uh, it's not going to be good. So what can I do? And she said, I'll give, you, I'll give you extra credit if you will do some projects. And I said, like what? She said, do some science projects. Just think of them and bring them and present them to class. And so I looked them up or tried to figure out, went to the library because we didn't have iPhones and all that stuff. So I went to the public library, and I found out how you can make a volcano in class. I was like, man, I'm going to do that one right there. I'm going to do that one. And that's how I kind of knew that I was uh, called to speak uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in middle school, and I'm just like, I could, I, I could make a sermon out of anything. How many of you, your life is like a volcano right now. There's some things that are working on the inside that want to erupt out, and it's hot. There's some heat going on in your life. There's some lava that is happening right now. But if you cap it off, the Spirit of God, blow up on the inside. God, and so I was like, you know, I be doing that and Ms. Woodrow would be like get to the point and so um, I realized that I could I could put make a little volcano and I could put baking powder baking soda on the bottom of it the problem is I put way too much baking soda on the bottom of it and I poured that video that I mean I was talking I was like here is how a volcano works and I remember as I looked at the class they were all eager to find out what I was going to do and I just pour that vinegar in that, that volcano deal, and I stepped back, and it didn't just blow up. It blew up all over the place. <laughs> Ms. Woodrow's standing there, and it just splashed all over her face, and she's standing there like this, and it splashed all over the class, and I stood there, and I was just like, and that is the end of my presentation. <laughs> she gave me a D for that, um, for that project. And, and so the truth is, is that I, I, was, just, I was just trying, and, and there was a chemical reaction. Then the next project I did, I took a carnation, a flower, and I put it in water, and I put, I put a dye on the bottom of it, different colored dye, and what was supposed to happen is it, was, it would suck the water up, and water would come in and change the petals the different colors. And I remember going to Miss Woodrow saying, Miss Woodrow, it's not working. And I need these, I need these points. And this is what she said. She goes, Chris, give it time. Give it time. You'll see it. Just give it time. And soon or later, week, a week went by, and I started to see the petals begin to turn and change. Not only blue, but also red. And I would change it. And all of a sudden, it wasn't just a white carnation, but it, would begin, it really began to change colors. And so the reason why I'm telling you that is because some of you that are saying and yielding your, your life to the very spirit of God, some of you are saying, it's not working. I'm trying to get it to work in my marriage, and it's not working. I'm trying to get it to work in my finance. It's not working. I'm trying to get it to change me. I'm still dealing with the same old stuff. I'm telling you, let the Spirit give it time. Let the Spirit of God work in your life. You'll begin to see things change. You'll begin to see Him working because you are still under construction. Do you understand? You're still under construction. And so the Spirit of God is saying, it may, not, it may look like that right now, but I'm telling you what, if you'll let me work on the inside, I'm working on the inside so that the things on the outside can be changed. I know that there's things that are being shaken up in your life. The things that can be shaken will be 
shaken so that those things that cannot be shaken will remain. I'm telling you that God is at work in your life. The Spirit of God is at work. If you'll let him work and you'll realize that you're still under construction and that the Bible says that he is working in you both to will and to do for his great pleasure over time, you will see that God is moving you into position to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And no longer will you be like, where am I? You'll understand and say, I am a child of God. I'm a child of the King. I'm accepted and beloved. God has blessed me and he's given me everything that I need. I can stand firm having my loins girt about with truth that I am who God says I am and I can do what he says that I can do. How, 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 how amazing is that? Aren't you glad that you're not the same as you were when you, when you first got saved? Aren't you glad about that? Oh, I'm telling you what, that is a transformation, that is a work. Uh, if there was any change, uh, think about the fact that Vanessa and I, when we first started dating, we got married here in the prayer room. If I was the same way that I was, um, there was a transformation. Um, I told, we were talking the other day, and I was saying, you know, as I can't imagine, I, Vanessa and I in our marriage, She's just like, man, I, I wouldn't want to do this again. I got you trained. You're trained now. I don't want to, I don't want to have to try to try to do this again. I'm like, what do you mean by that? She goes, I know what I mean by that. <laughs> you may not know what you mean by that. But, but, but it's true. I had to change. Uh, there were things that, that, that we had to figure out together. I remember one of the first arguments we got into was the fact that she just took off one day. And I'm like, honey, you got you to gotta let me know where you're going. She goes, I've been living on my own all this time. I ain't got to tell you where I'm going. I go, hey, we're married, you know. She goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that, you know. And I'm just, and, and she would, she would, you know, when I, we were dating, she would come over and she would clean my apartment, you know. And so she, one day she said, hey, well, hey, well, hey um, what is, do pick up after yourself. I go, well, you used to come over and clean my apartment. You remember you used to come over and clean? She's like, uh-uh, buddy. You know, that, that, that things have changed. Things got to change. I'm like, really? I can't just drop this on the floor and you, and you, no, pick that up. What's wrong with you? I had to change and, and continue to change. Now, it's different in our house because her mother, this is a true story. And I've, it's an experiment. I tried this and it absolutely works. I can drop something in the floor in the morning, a, a dirty shirt or some pants. And by the time I get to bed at night, that shirt is cleaned and ironed and hanging back up in, in the closet. I just do it as an experiment. Just drop it in the floor, and I just hide behind something to just see. And it's the truth. She, she does that. And Vanessa gets that, that same thing. But I had to change. She's like, oh, big boy, you're going to have to change. There's some things that have to happen. I'm glad I'm not the same that, as I was. There was a, a spirit at work that, on the inside of me that's called the spirit of, of Vanessa. It's a spirit that causes me. Why are y'all laughing at me? That's, that's a... Is it true? I had to learn how to change. I'll tell you this. Our country is going through a change right now. It's, not all of it is good. What is happening? I'll tell you what's happening. I believe that the Spirit of God is breathing across and blowing across our country, blowing across our city. He's causing leaders to rise up and take their rightful place in the kingdom of God. What do you want to call it? Is it revival? Is it renewal? I, I don't know. All I know is the Bible says that in the last days that he was going to pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. And I'm telling you what, I believe that he's pouring his Spirit out upon all flesh. And I believe that we want to get close up to the spout. So 
so that he can change us and cause us to do what he's called us to do and be who he's called us to be in this time. And I want to say yes to his spirit. Say yes. I had breakfast with, uh, said I had breakfast with the, um, the, pa- the pastor, new pastor over here at Bentry. And, um, and I said to him, I said, uh, tell me your story. And he said, um, you know, he goes, I, uh, my family lives around here in the area. And um, one of the things that's going to happen, which I love this, is his service. They have one service. And um, he gets over at 11, at 11.45. Uh, and they're going to slip over here uh, during, their, during our end of our, uh, our 11 o'clock service. And they're going to let us, as a congregation, pray over them and lay hands on them and welcome them to the neighborhood. And I think that's going to be amazing. It's going to be great as we, as we do that. But um, I was talking to him, and I just said, hey, tell me your story. He goes, you know what? I um, I'm, um, come, came from India. Uh, he said, um, went, went to school, was a pastor of a large church in, in Houston, and came here. And I said, he goes, I'm spirit-filled. He goes, I love Jesus, and I'm filled with the spirit. I go, that's really good. We pray for you every week. And, uh, and I, said, um, I said, so welcome to the neighborhood. We're great. I prayed with him. He goes, tell me your story. He goes, what do y'all do over there? I go, well, we handle snakes over at our church. And, we, um, and I said, we have chickens, and we, you know, we spit. You know, his eyes started getting, getting big. I go, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. A little bit. Because you should trample on serpents and scorpions. and Anyway, no, I didn't do any of that. But the truth is, is <laughs> some of you are looking at me right now. It's like, is this true? What's going on here? We just dedicated some children to the Lord. Are they really doing that with chickens and stuff? No. no absolutely not. Are you kidding me? I love chicken too much. You know what I'm saying? Black people love chicken. I don't, if we do anything with a chicken, we're going to fry it up. It's going to be good. But here's the truth. What happened, what happened is he talked about the spirit of God that's at work that is work in his life, and the Spirit of God continues to be at work in, in our life so that we can be disciples. Here's our goal, to, to reach as many people as we can with the gospel message of the kingdom, the message of the kingdom, and then cause those people to grow up into the head, which is Christ, and be like Jesus. Right? That's the goal, to be like Jesus. And can't do that if we're trying to serve our will, trying to do what we want to do. God, his Spirit works in us both to will and to do for his great pleasure so that we can do what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen. Man, I'm so glad that my kids didn't stay in the stage that they were when they were born. I mean, I knew it's just so cute for them to be babies, but I, I'm telling you what, I was so glad when they got out of the diaper stage. I was glad when they got, when they finally, they would start, they would not only that, but I was glad when they could start feeding themselves. Uh, I was glad when they grew up and got into, into middle school. And, and now, thank the Lord, they are getting ready to move out. And so the truth is, um, <laughs> they didn't stay in the same place. There was growth that happened. Amen. Because you guys don't understand that our grocery bill is huge, not because of me, not at all because of me, but because of Luke. And so the truth is that we have to get a place. They grow up, and then they go out. And then they, they're, they're, I'm excited to see what God has in store, in store for them. There's a place where they, where they grow up. I salute them. I mean, like, yes, knock and, and call before you come. I'm telling you, I'm ready for that. It's going to be great. Uh, Vanessa, uh, Vanessa is retiring. She homeschooled all of our kids. I applaud you, honey. You ho- she homeschooled all our kids. 
she, she, she's about to retire. I mean, it's going to be great. You only have one. You only have one kid left in the house. But they grow up. And I'm, I'm telling you what, just as we dedicated those children to the Lord, we're believing that the Spirit of God is going to be at work in them. And the same thing that's in you, that you would, as a congregation, grow up into the head, which is Christ. That you'll be no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine while all the different political agendas and all the things that are going on in the world, whatever, that you'll be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because the work that God has called you to is not in vain. That's why we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we believe in the word of God. We believe that the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts are not passed away, but they're for today. We believe in the gift of prophecy. We believe in prophetic. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in all of it. I love what Pastor Terry said when I first met him. He said, you know what? I want everything that God has to offer. And if there's something that I don't know about, I want that too. Amen? I I don't want to get to heaven and be like, there's so many other things you could have had. I'd be like, I want all. That's a place that you can be greedy. You know, just like, God, I want everything that you have for me. I want it for my, my wife. I want it for my children. I want it for our church. I pray that over you. I want it for your family. I want that for, for your children's 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 children. I want it for Carrollton and Plano and, and for Richardson and Garland. I want it for all. I want it for Texas. And not only that, I want it for the very nation of the United States of America because I believe that God is breathing and blowing across the face of the earth. Amen. So the question still is to be asked, and the answer is, will you, have you been baptized in the things of God? Have you received the Spirit of God? Have you been empowered by the Spirit of God? Will you say yes? We say it like you mean it, yes. I'm going to ask you to stand right where you are. The very Spirit and essence of God. I believe that he's in this room right now and in you. The Spirit of God is at work. It started from the beginning where he said the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. The Spirit of God on the inside of you, working, but at the same time, empowering you. 